0: Scott Hahn opens his book, A Father Who Keeps His Promises, with this story. Everybody felt it, a moment of eerie silence, a low rumble, and then the ground began to shake. Buildings swayed and buckled, then collapsed like houses of cards. Less than four minutes later, over 30,000 were dead from a magnitude 8.2 earthquake that rocked and nearly flattened Armenia in 1989. In the muddled chaos, a distressed father bolted through the winding streets leading to the school where his son had gone earlier that morning. The man couldn't stop thinking of the promise that he gave his son many times. No matter what happens, Armand, I will always be there. He reached a site where the school had been but saw only a pile of rubble. He just stood there at first, fighting back tears and then took off, stumbling over debris toward the east corner where he knew his son's classroom had been. With nothing but his bare hands, he started to dig. He was desperately pulling up bricks and pieces of wall plaster while others stood by watching in forlorn disbelief. He heard someone growl, Forget it, mister. They're all dead. He looked up flustered and replied, you can grumble or you can help me lift these bricks. Only a few pitched in and most of them gave up once their muscles began to ache. But the man couldn't stop thinking about his son. He kept digging and digging for hours, 12 hours, 18 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours. Finally, into the 38th hour, he heard a gruffled Muffled groan from under a piece of wallboard. He seized the board, pulled it back, and cried, Armand! From the darkness came a slight, shaking voice, Papa! Other weak voices began calling out as the young survivor stirred beneath the still uncleared rubble. Gasp and shouts of bewildered relief came from the few onlookers and parents who remained. They found 14 of the 33 students still alive. When Armand finally emerged, he tried to help dig until all his surviving classmates were out. Everybody standing there heard him as he turned to his friends and said, see, I told you my father wouldn't forget us. Scott Hahn concludes, that's the kind of faith we need because that's the kind of father we have. Most, if not all of us, have been either the giver or receiver of a promise. For example, parents who bring their child for baptism make promises to God that they will raise the child in the ways of the faith. Perhaps as a high schooler, you made a promise to go steady with your significant other. Maybe you promised your child or grandchild to take her to that newest movie or sporting event. There's something compelling about a promise. When you promise something to someone, you're giving part of yourself. When someone you trust promises that they will come through for you, you don't feel alone. Your friend is promising you their presence. I think we all know that the Bible is filled with God's promises to us. But what does God promise? Not wealth or success or a life free from suffering. He promises us a person. The first reading today from the book of Jeremiah brings that out. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made. I will raise up for David a just shoot. He will do what is right and just in the land. In those days, Judah shall be safe. God is promising us his personal presence that we can see and touch. And in the gospel, we see the fulfillment of God's promise in a person, Jesus Christ. Jesus is God among us. God has come through for us. God is with us. This Advent is a good time to ask ourselves, do I really believe this? Sometimes our hearts can go drowsy. Jesus warns us about this in the gospel today. When our hearts go drowsy, we lose sight of the promise. We can get caught up in our work and paying the bills in our kids' sports programs and Christmas shopping. And forget God's promise. We can lose sight of the fact that being a Catholic means living in a relationship with a person, Jesus Christ, who fills our hearts with joy. That's why the church gives us Advent. Advent is a gentle wake-up call, a four-week period to prepare our heart for Christmas. It's a time to believe in God's promise, to give us true purpose and joy in Jesus Christ, the gift of Christ is what we celebrate at Christmas. Have you ever wondered why people bring up gifts at Mass? That's what's called the offertory, in which we offer ourselves to God. God made us a promise and He fulfilled it in Jesus. And He asks us to respond, to offer our own promise to Him. So in the offertory, we're bringing Him bread and wine that will come through the power of the Holy Spirit, the body and blood of Jesus. And with that, we're bringing our whole lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are entering into the sacrifice of the Mass by offering ourselves. We're promising God that we want to live in friendship with Him and that we believe in His power and His love. Let's be aware during that moment in Mass. It comes in just a few minutes now. And let's consciously offer to God whatever's foremost in our mind right now, this very day. Maybe it's gratitude for some good thing that's happened in my life. Maybe it's suffering I'm going through. Maybe it's a hope. Maybe it's a fear. Whatever it is, give it to God. Promise him that with his help, I'm going to give that over to him every day this week. God will give us the help that we need, the strength and the grace to carry on. And always remember, God keeps his promise.